Hello and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber, otherwise known as the Malibu Medium. Four years ago, I had a near-death experience that awakened my divine presence. Before that, I lived trapped in my emotions and blocked myself from living my dreams. Now, I am a transformation coach working with the Akashic Records to help others align to their highest path and potential. In this podcast, I will inspire you to go past the limitations you place on yourself as we explore your infinite possibilities in the Akashic Records. The portal is open now. Hello and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber. I am your host, otherwise known as the Malibu Medium. And today is going to be story time and a personal share about my journey growing up, seeing spirit and communicating with spirit, and a little bit about how I got into finally developing as a medium and also learning my other modalities that I work in today. So I grew up in Malibu, California. My parents are both not psychic or mediums. However, my grandmother and my grandfather were both psychic. My grandmother was a psychic and she was also an angel reader and very spiritual. And she had experiences where she what she called was communicating with aliens whereas now we might use other words like extraterrestrials Um, she definitely was pivotal in my life growing up I had many many memories of sitting in her garden drinking tea reading angel cards together she taught me the first things that I knew about this spiritual world and she tried to help me when I would be terrified to go to sleep at night and she taught me how to put a white protective light around my bed. Although it worked a little bit, I was pretty much, at least I felt that I was terrorized growing up. I do understand now that spirits were most likely just trying to get my attention, but I definitely felt very, it was a very intrusive experience. It was a nonstop, um, nonstop spirits were trying to get my attention. So she was someone that I could go to growing up and ask her for help, but she never had the gift of communicating with spirits or she never had that natural experience like I did and she was never interested in developing it I should say because I do believe that we can all develop it if we want to but this was not something that I asked for growing up there was many cool experiences that I really enjoyed that were part of this ability that I had to travel in other dimensions and realms like astral traveling um, angel visitations but I, I never really knew who to turn to when my bed would shake, when the lights would go on and off, when spirit would touch me, um, pull my hair, or whisper my name, or say my name. I did tell my parents about it, and although they didn't 
not believe me. They didn't have any direction or words of advice. It was just very much um, about getting me to be able to sleep at night because I was so terrified I couldn't sleep and I would have to go into any one of my siblings' bedrooms or my parents' bedroom to sleep at night. And I think at some point it was bothering everyone. So I remember my dad would sit with me in the dark room and he would say, see, nothing's happening. See, everything's okay. And then the minute he would leave, I would have all these experiences. I remember they had my golden retriever dog at the time sleep with me in the room. They thought that that would bring me comfort. And then I remember waking up at night and seeing his eyes glowing in the dark (laughs) and um, screaming in terror. You see, I was a really sensitive child and I was easily frightened. I think what was happening was I didn't really know how to deal with my sensitivity. You know, you don't learn in school what it's like to be sensitive and how to deal with it. Most of the time I was told, you know, you're you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive. Now I see that sensitivity as a gift. Now I embrace it. But now as an adult, I have the tools and the the education and the knowledge available to me to use. Um, So I do would like to encourage you if your children are sensitive um, to, to help them hone in how to support themselves. My son was highly sensitive and still is, and I have tried to help him understand and honor um, the way that he is doesn't like loud noises, he doesn't like um, crowds of people, and um, I, I do believe that it's just the, the reason why I, you, other people are like this is because we, we have a more open energy field and we're just highly perceptive to feeling other people's feelings and to really seeing and hearing the unseen world. So going back to growing up, my grandmother was psychic and an angel reader. My grandfather was a spiritual healer. He read the Akashic Records. He was a highly charismatic, quite interesting person. Um, and he was a yogi, studied with, was very good friends with Yogi Bhajan and, um, He did pass before I was born, but he started to visit me when I was young um, and talk to me. And so I felt like I had a a relationship with him and I felt like I would I would talk to my dad who it's his dad. And I would talk to my dad and say, you know, grandpa says this. Grandpa says he's proud of us. You know, um, grandpa says you could talk to him like I would try to talk to my dad about it. And he, he was always amazed. He never turned me down. He never made me feel that I was crazy or anything like that. But again, my, both of my parents did not have these abilities. Um, so I grew up not knowing how to deal with them. I grew up being fascinated by the world of spirit and at the same time terrified So by day, I would be checking out books in the library 
watching horror movies. I think I was just desperately trying to find some information on spirits and just lacking the emotional maturity at the age of eight to really know what to do. So I turned to watching horror movies because some of those movies did touch on the topics that I was interested in, like poltergeist and different different ones like that. So when, as I continued to have these experiences over and over and over, there was a time when I started to see my myself in past lives. And I remember one time seeing myself as a Victorian woman lying in a glass coffin. And I would see the horse-drawn carriages. And, you know, I didn't get the full picture always. But there was another time where I was a woman, very stout, wearing kind of like this Quaker black dress with a white apron. And I was in this cave in this like underground cave and there was a man standing next to me and there was a line of people behind us and we were standing on this drop-off area where these people were forced to jump to their death in this kind of dark mountainous cave and I remember thinking and feeling from the perspective of this woman who I knew I was and feeling helpless and not wanting to be part of this, but knowing also that I had to be and having a tremendous sense of horror, guilt. Um, and I remember feeling or or just somehow knowing that I was in some ways a, a nurse Um or uh, somebody that was in um, uh, the capacity that I filled for this man was that I was almost hired by her by him or meant to have to be next to him. Um, so I don't know if I was employed by him, but I remember knowing that I was some sort of caretaker or nurse in that lifetime. And yet I was standing there, and made to witness this atrocious event. Um, And then I would have dreams of astral traveling and flying over beautiful homes and touring these architectural masterpieces, these mansions, and going into these homes and viewing them like you would a house tour and seeing every finish, every room, knowing the layout. If you had told me the next day, draw this house, explain this house, I would tell you in detail where the bedrooms were, what it looked like, what the tiles were, what the floors were. And it was a relief, in a sense, these dreams, because I also had a lot of dreams that were, I didn't understand. Sometimes I would dream about animals being hurt, Other times, angels would visit me in my dreams, and they would speak messages to me, and I wouldn't always remember them waking up, but I would remember this feeling of love. Another time, my guardian angel came to me, and we were flying in a car, and she told me her name was Mary, and I saw her face, and she had blonde hair. She was about 
maybe like a middle-aged woman and she just told me everything is going to be okay and I woke up from that dream and I jumped out of bed because I felt the only way I can explain it is that I felt I was touched by an angel and the extreme difference in frequency and I don't know dimension maybe that I felt from being in her presence was so jarring, um, not negative, just so extremely different than what I would experience just living right in this earthly life that I was based just freaked out. I, I remember waking up and jumping out of bed and just saying, wow, I can't believe, you know, what happened here? So these things were normal for me and yet abnormal because nobody I knew was having these things happen to them. So increasingly, you know, I would watch the shows Montel Williams with Sylvia Brown. I was starting to also read spiritual books, Carolyn Miss, um, the Celestine Prophecy as I was getting older, maybe 17, 18, you know, I was reading all these books and I, I, loved spirituality. I, I soaked up the knowledge, but I never really knew that it was a possibility that I could study mediumship and develop as a medium. I felt like that was something that people did on TV. It wasn't a career that I could get into. And because I was also extremely into art, would paint and draw my whole life, and that is a passion that I have, I decided to take that route, and I went to art school, and, you know, nobody sat sat me down and told me the options. It just wasn't in that era growing up where it was as accepted as it is now, and I think that it was all part of my path. I think that in a way, when we have something meant for us, we will always find it. So although I didn't further my studies into mediumship or go fully into a spiritual career till I was almost 40, in some ways, looking back, I know that I would have always found this path and that it was also part of my path to to get married, to have children, to go to college, to have that normal, you know, human experience. Looking back, I do wish in some ways that there was the education and knowledge available to me about just having the possibility to go deeper into mediumship development. However, I do realize that there was specific things that were happening to me growing up that was awakening my senses even further. We all are spiritual beings having a human experience and some of us are just naturally more aware and and have our our senses more heightened, our energy centers more activated. And so I remember that I had two specific auditory Um, awakenings, if you will say, where I believe that my um, auditory channel was being opened. And one of them was when I, one night I was in the bath, it was really late at night, and my parents were out of town, nobody was home. And I started to hear the voices of the unseen world. It was 
very loud. There was nobody in my house, and yet I was hearing as if there was 50 TVs going on at the same time. Remember when we used to walk into a circuit city and you would, you know, see all the TVs on display and and just imagine if they were all on full blast. Well, that was what I was hearing. And I was so terrified. I knew that it was the me picking up on some sort of um, other realm because there was no explanation for me hearing all the the talking. Our house at the time where, where I grew up, it was on the edge of a cliff and the houses were very far apart from each other. And yet I was hearing it in my ear. So I built up the courage to finally get out of the bathtub and run up to my grandmother's house who lived with us growing up in this little cottage guest house that my parents had. And I, I just told her what happened. And I, I just slept in her, her house that night. I was terrified. Another time we were having, we had a friend visit, a family friend. I was maybe a late teenage age. And this woman was a friend of my family and she was somewhere in her, you know, middle age woman. And she came over to my grandmother's house and we were having tea with her and lunch. And I was hearing her say all these things, all these personal things about having um, bulimia and her struggles. And I remember thinking, um, you know, she's really opening up. And when she left, I started to talk to my grandmother about what she had shared. And when I started to tell her about all the things that she said, my grandmother was there with her friend and both of them said, what are you talking about? And she never said any of those things. So I argued with them for some time until I just gave up and didn't realize until years later that I was hearing this woman's thoughts. So for me, when I was born, I was seeing the departed. I was seeing and communicating with the afterlife and the angelic realm. I was, I would receive messages in my dreams and I would have all these different things happen to me. But what I came to realize is that as mediums and channels, you know, we all have different, we all utilize receiving information through our senses. And for me, my auditory um, senses have been the most activated or um, that is the way that I receive information is through um, hearing. It's not always an actual voice. Sometimes it's as if you have a thought that's transferred into your ear. So those are my most heightened senses. I receive information through spirit in my um, in my inner ear. So through my auditory senses, and then I also, being that I am a visual person and an artist, I very much receive information through my third eye, through seeing in my inner eye. So these are the ways in which some of you might realize that you have received information throughout your life. 
And I would like to share my story so that if anyone else has had these experiences, you can feel comfort and 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 share this this journey and this experience with me. But also, I do believe that now is the time for us to normalize these abilities. It's actually more normal than not to channel the spirit world, to to communicate with past loved ones because we are energy beings. And when we pass, it is just a new form that we're taking. We're going back to a, another dimension. We're going back to, we're, you know, getting rid of our physical body and we're just spirit. We're just pure energy again. So if your children or if, if, if you feel like you have had these experiences, there is that possibility that you can go further in your development and further into channeling the divine realm. And living a life in flow with the divine realm is a richly rewarding experience. Receiving information from your past loved ones, communicating with them just deepens the relationship that you have had with them from the earth plane into a spiritual connection because we are souls traveling together in these soul groups and these soul families. And for instance, my grandmother, she was my best friend when she was on the earthly plane and she still is my best friend in the spiritual plane. She has come to me many times and performed divine interventions we communicate. I talk to her. I talk to my grandfather, who I have never met, who passed before I was born. And there is a way in which you can develop and further, or I should say, further develop your relationship with your past loved ones. Your love never dies. Our energy never dies where our soul is eternal. And just the belief and the education, knowing that it's a possibility to communicate is the first step in deepening and allowing yourself to have these relationships, not only with your past loved ones, but with the unseen world, with the divine realm. We are connected to to all. We, we are one part of a whole. The divine realm is is not outside of us. It is inside of us. We are divine ourselves. We have different aspects of understanding and awareness. We, we, we might not feel that we are divine, but there is a part of us that is pure and divine. We are experiencing an earthly life, but we are divine beings and accessing and communicating with the Akashic records, with the ascended masters, with angels is absolutely your birthright and a beautiful, magical world and way to live. And so it's my hope that as lightworkers, we start to normalize this ability to communicate with the unseen world and we talk about it more. And more importantly, that you know that you have these abilities. No matter what your experiences were growing up, you have the ability to learn to read your own Akashic records, to channel your higher self, to communicate with your past loved ones. These are 
this is absolutely something that you can do. So in another episode, I will go further into ways in which I activate my channels and communicate with the divine realm. But for now, I hope that this these stories were interesting to listen to. Please leave me a comment and review or let me know how it was for you growing up. And remember, your light is fearless. I hope you enjoy learning about my personal journey with Akashic Record transformation. I believe that by sharing our stories of inspiration and transformation, together we rise. If you are interested in learning more about the Akashic Records or would like to see all my offerings, please go to my website, themalibumedium.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Malibu Medium. And please don't forget to rate and review the show. I would also love to hear from you. Please leave a comment and share it with your friends if you think they would find it helpful. Together we rise empowered. Your light is fearless.